the sadness factory. My two weeks notice is in. Suck shit. Woo! No more, no more of that place for me. Coming up in two weeks. Very excited about it. And also, I'm Arthur. I'm excited for you too. We love to see that happening. Uh, also, I'm Donovan. Fuck yeah! Like I just, you know, I wrote up a very, uh, a very kindly worded letter about how, like, hey, you know, hard, no hard feelings, but I gotta get the fuck out of here because uh, it makes me want to die. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see you on the flop. So I'm feeling good about that. Feeling good and strong. That's exciting. You were you were telling me you also had, you had some other good news going on. Well, sir. Uh, I've been on a couple dates with a young woman from Tinder. And uh, the entire time, I did my Obama impression. <laughs> and I think I think that's been a high point of my week. And so, so what do you do, Arthur? Uh, <laughs> let me be clear. I am a President Obama impersonator. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a job. I could get behind You're that. You're an impersonator, but the, the let me be clear bit is the only impersonation you do. <laughs> it's just a pending let me be, be clear to things. Yeah, I'm an Obama impersonator. Let me be clear. <laughs> I would like a path blue ribbon, please. Are you drinking PBRs right now? Is I'm, it the is it classic mode? No, nah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that white claw because it's only two grams of carbs per uh, per can. I'm trying to do that low carb. <laughs> Fucking a, dude. They got to sponsor us at this point. I'll tell you what. Yeah, big fan of the white. They're claw. the. They're the fuel for half this podcast. Uh, the other half is currently fueled by wine that was in my hot car for two days um, in a mug, and I can see a couple cat hairs floating on it. Fucking excellent. You have yeah. such good taste and refinement. Thank you. Yeah, you gotta get the. You just got to get the picky spice in there. You know? <laughs> Much like the, the waiter at the fancy restaurant, it comes by with the pepper, and you know, let me know when uh, picky came up. And was just kind of shaking around, and the hairs were falling in. And, and I told her when by pushing her off the goddamn desk because she would she would not get away from the wine. What a sweet babe! I met, I I love Picky. I want to meet Picky in the flesh someday. I forgot that you haven't. I have and, not. Uh, you need to. We'll have her on as a guest at some point. I'll mic her up. She's she's busy looking out the window right now though, and that's that's very hard work. It's important. It's important shit. It is. It is. <clears throat> well, Arthur. Yeah. I uh before we get into the Reddit questions um and the question box questions, of which we have a lot. Oh yeah. Uh I've got I got kind of a new segment for us this week. Oh. Um, I have a question and more of like a little anecdote uh of a text conversation from a friend. And they're not quite question box material, but I, I think they deserve their own segment. Uh mm. you you think you think we could cobble together some sort of some sort of intro for this? What if I just do Every stinger we've ever had on the show. Oh, sounds good. That did not sound good. Oh, Jesus. No, that was not good. <laughs> okay, maybe this is a one-off segment. Maybe. Um, but yeah, uh, so <laughs> we'll, do it. we'll do this in two parts. I have, um, it, it, it's, a, it's a short little tale. A friend of mine posted on Instagram. I'll, I'll set the scene. Uh, she posted in her neighborhood Facebook Facebook group that her car had been broken into and uh, with a picture of the smashed window. And uh, just the finest specimen of gentle sir out there uh, messaged her to offer his support. And uh, he said, I just came across your post about your car window. Sorry about that, by the way. Looked at your profile and it said single. 
You are really beautiful, Holy so I couldn't help fuck. but friend you. <laughs> Thank you again for accepting. Again, sorry your car got messed up, <laughs> but I look forward to seeing more of your posts and hopefully better times. Oh my god. <laughs> what what is hap what is who what is happening? Like what That's It's amazing. What has been your experience in life that that oh this girl's car has been broken into. Time to shoot my shot. Because <laughs> like you maybe, know okay, so maybe he noticed her from the post about the car window being broken out, right? Maybe he's like, "Damn, this girl's hot," and then he friends her, and then she accepts. You don't like you kind of like let that cool for a minute. You know what I mean? You don't lead with the like, okay, so this is how I discovered you. Your car window was broken out. Will you please date me? Like what the fuck? Exactly, exactly. What if uh, you could you could fill the hole in your car window uh, with my love. Does <laughs> that does that sound? Well, so she does. She doesn't respond to this dude because no. this is heinous. No, and uh, it, he he fucking doubles down and oh, he pulls no. he pulls everyone's favorite nice guy move. So there's no response. Then he posts. Uh, I think like a full thirty minutes later. Wow, I express empathy for what happened to you and your car. <sighs> give you a compliment and your answer is to make fun of me <laughs> but with nothing with wait no no, no I, I missed a piece she, okay, okay, she posted okay. that first she posted that first screenshot of the comment on her facebook because uh, it's fucking hilarious it's pretty and hilarious. uh yeah apparently apparently he didn't appreciate that oh man there's a happy uh, resolution to the story though um yeah they're now married with three children wow. and uh White picket fence. It's really, really, really lovely to see love grow like that. Just goes to show you that you, you know, maybe you should pay more attention to those quote unquote nice guys. There wow. you go. Yeah, they're always getting overlooked. What you know, it also goes to show if, if you're out there feeling lonely, you know, you, you really just got a, a a hole in your heart that could be filled by a quick slide into your DMs. <laughs> just get your car window broken and, and everything will be nice and, and wonderful. What a fucking fedora tipper this dude is. Like, <laughs> shit. A, a walking fedora with I arms ex- and legs. I expressed empathy. Mm, debatable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how dare you make fun of me for, for showing such empathy and such support <laughs> by, by saying, please respond. Please go out with me. <laughs> please clap. Oh, dear God. All right. Well, uh, quick shout out to uh, all the women in our lives and all over the world who have to deal with this shit uh, every fucking day. You're the real MVPs. We we salute you. I toast you with my cat cat hair bespeckled mug wine. My white claw is aloft. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Wait, I thought that was going to be a small cough. I think I just choked on the wine. <coughs> it's staying in. It's not standard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or maybe it is. You fucking um, me. All right. Uh, unnamed chaotic segment. Uh, I don't know. A segment of folks I've been talking to. I was on the phone with my buddy before this, and uh, we were talking about a situation he's in. I just kind of narrowed it down into a question because I've experienced this. So I, I reckon we start with this. Uh, what do you do when you don't like your SO's friends? Hmm. Is that it? Is that the whole question? That's what I distilled it to. His okay. situation specifically is like him and his girlfriend live in different cities. He's going over there to visit her. And uh, he, he doesn't know a whole lot of people in this city, I guess. So it, 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 it's kind of a 
the focus of it is to see the girlfriend, so obviously they're going to be spending time with her friends. And he's saying that, like, for the most part, none of them are actively shitty. Like, there's maybe one he doesn't particularly like. Uh, but in general, it's just like, okay, this person's just really not that interesting, or this right. person's, you know, comes from wealth and is kind of just like a condescending, oblivious jackass. Ew. But you have to, you got to interact with them because the, the girlfriend really likes them. They're like her close friends. So what do you, how do you, how do you deal with this? Homicide. No, <laughs> not like, homicide. Like, okay. Um, fuck. All right. All right. Make sure you have plenty of time carved out in the schedule for you two to spend time alone together. It's not entirely unreasonable because the two of you are a dating, right? Yes. So make sure you got plenty of time to look forward to. And then the rest of the time you just fucking bite your goddamn lip. And I don't know, maybe get way, t- maybe get way too drunk for the situation, but try to stay quiet. You know what I mean? <laughs> cope, cope with alcohol is my fucking advice in this situation. Hey, that's that's always that's always solid advice. Yeah, uh, I had I had been through something similar in my in my long college relationship. On it, honestly, very similar. Like this, <clears throat> this girl's friends, a lot of just kind of like bougie, a bit airheaded. Not even necessarily like particularly shitty, just uh, not a lot there yeah. type of people. Yeah. But it, you know, it's your partner, and you want to, you know, they care about these people, so you want to, you know, at least make good with their friends. Um, I, I was telling them on the phone. I kind of, I kind of had two, <clears throat> two almost games I would do in this situation, or like challenges. Um, the one being, I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes people aren't necessarily, you know. Shitty. For example, somebody's talking about themselves a lot. I was oh, saying, I, I don't know. There's folks that like, okay, you're meeting your your good friend's partner. They want to make a good impression too, um, but they, you know, they they don't know anything about you. They're not sure what to talk about, and so I think that can lead to some people just want to fill that space, mm-hmm. and they got a bunch of shit to say about themselves, and so they just they just kind of go on it. And uh, I don't know what when I encountered that. Or people I just didn't really jive with, or wasn't really interested in, in, in the things they were bringing up. I was kind of making the challenge to introduce some, like maybe kind of absurd topic into the conversation to try to kind of get them out of like the scripted. You know, I'm trying to make an impression mode. Sure. You, you know what I mean? And something something kind of out there because then you can see like what's the sense person sense of humor like? Yeah. Or you know if they get a kick out of it, I feel like it disarms people a little bit. And I had at least, like, one successful situation with that. Homie, that's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> that's very But, yeah, the, 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 the be challenge like- being that you're you're trying to kind of open this person up and make a connection with this person that, like, you know, otherwise there, there was nothing there. Yeah, you can take a cue from uh, Lil Dicky on the song Pillow Talk and just bring up, like, what if aliens showed up tomorrow? Do you think our military would be able to handle that kind of situation or if we would we just be completely fucked? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if if somebody even engages with that a little bit, like that's that's at least a good sign there. Yeah. You know, and I feel like there's there's potential from there. Like if they're willing to talk about some kind of absurd and just nonsense conversation, I don't know. I, I feel like that makes people calm down a little bit and realize it isn't such a serious situation. Sure. And On also, the other hand, yeah. maybe they are just genuinely jackasses. And if you just kind of present yourself as really easygoing and laid back then maybe they won't fucking try so hard to, like, make an impression on you, you know? Yeah, Just, like, I, I feel that. Play it, play it super casual. And, uh, I don't know, fucking 
If shit gets real bad, like find a new game to play on your phone during these, you know, <laughs> just like find some way to occupy yourself and keep your head down and don't say much. Well, I, I have, I have the second game for it. Cause he, he was saying one of the friends was just doing some real, real kind of ridiculous shit. And he's like, do I bring it up with like my girlfriend later? And I was like, fucking absolutely. Like I wouldn't go in there kind of attacking the friend. In this case, he said the one had really fucking weird table manners. Mm. In, in my case, uh, the the whole kind of game here was like this person's experience of these odd behaviors. Like I gotta like watch out for them. Like you gotta collect them all. You gotta catch them all. Weird behaviors, mod. And uh, my <laughs> example was the uh, my girlfriend of the times, like pretty bougie, a bit airheaded roommate. Um, her her mom was there. She was packing to go on some trip with uh, her boyfriend, like some fraternity like date trip thing. And they got into like a kind of an argument, but for like a good fifteen minutes about whether or not she should bring her tongue scraper. Okay, so you know all what right, I'm talking right, about like the can, dental yeah, yeah, yeah. instrument. Can we dig into that for a second? Can we answer that question? Because <laughs> my thought is like, why not? Because like, unless you're in like a communal bathroom situation where you know every time you go in to brush your teeth at the end of the night, someone's gonna be in there with you. That's a private fucking moment, and you can bring whatever the fuck you want. True, and it, so it like, doesn't exactly take up a lot of storage capacity. Right? What's the fucking converse argument? Definitely not. Do not bring your fucking tongue scraper because why? Well, my, my converse argument was, uh, why do you own a tongue scraper? Who the <laughs> sure. fuck has a tongue scraper? That is fair. I think that's the first time I've ever encountered one besides, like, the little, the back of some toothbrushes have the little the little texture on them. But this was, like, a full-on standalone, like, I went to the store, the tongue scraper store, and I specifically bought, with its own handle and everything, a fucking tongue scraper. That shit is wild, man. I think, I think I'm going to buy one. Now that I'm thinking about it, oh, yeah? it's like, yeah, because I got, you know, I'm going to I'm going to out myself a little bit. My oral hygiene, not the most excellent. And I think that perhaps I could reduce uh, some of my halitosis by scraping my motherfucking tongue. But what, are, what are you what are you scraping off? Do you have like fucking gremlins built up in the, on your tongue? It's, Is there it's like, like a, plaque. a film? Fucking, go scrape your tongue. And fucking see your what tongue comes is off, not motherfucker. Black. Your tongue is not black. It's not black. I said plaque. There's like plaque. Oh, okay. It's like <laughs> you get black on your tongue. <laughs> Arthur, Arthur, your tongue is not black. Please tell me your tongue is not black. Go to a doctor <laughs> right now. Yeah, I think that I think that'd be the, the the only time I'd be like, okay, definitely, definitely start scraping. No, I don't. <laughs> I, your tongue was okay, I, I feel. I, I know it, it's like a helpful. I don't know. There's a reason they make the damn things, but I've never, I've never had a dentist to the point where they were like, "Hey, you should probably be scraping your tongue more often. Like your tongue's real filthy." I've never, never encountered that. I don't scrape my tongue. I just brush my damn teeth. Maybe at the end, I, I give it a little once over with the toothbrush just in yeah, case. A little tongue brushing. I, I, I think <laughs> okay. it's unnecessary. Regardless, okay. I, I okay. thought it yeah. was the most fucking absurd stuff. And to get yeah. to get back on topic, you just collect those things. And bring them up with your girlfriend and be like, what is up with this? Because sometimes, like, they got sure. some other stories. Maybe this person's good people, but they just do, like, some bizarre-ass shit sometimes. And, and that's fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, use that as a jumping-off point. Like, and, and you want to avoid uh, the footing of, like, dunking on her friends. Like, you don't want to yes. exactly, like, shit on them, but you want to, like, bring up idiosyncrasies about them. And just, 
you know, interesting topics of conversation uh, about the evening, you know? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't come in in attack mode. Don't, like, strain that relationship. Um, more of like, uh, what, what was up with this? Like, I saw, them, I saw them, like, holding this taco with their entire fist and gesturing with it. What the fuck was up with that? <laughs> that would be strange. <laughs> that would be strange, Donovan, yes. <laughs> All right, okay. g- good times. Try you got these different options. Just give it a try. I think the ultimate goal, though, is just don't don't offend. They're important to your girlfriend. At the very least, you got to be political here, but you can make that a little more enjoyable to yourself. Um, but yeah, don't just exude. Put some effort forth. You know, it it is an obligation thing. It's not the most fun thing in the world, but I don't know. Do what you can. See if you can break through with these people. That'll make it easier. And if not, just rip on their idiosyncrasies a little bit. I think you've done it. You've done it again, Donovan. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, uh, All right, well, uh, do you want to that, do like that... our show about relationships, like Reddit questions and shit? Yes, those were about relationships. This was just our fun this unnamed this segment. True. This is true. Okay. But yes, okay. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into the Reddit stuff. Check it out. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around my wife wanting to see other sexual partners. Help. Recently, my wife and I had to spend two months apart from each other due to me getting out of the military. During these two months apart, we had begun discussing new sexual things we wanted to try once we were reunited, mostly in the realm of rougher sex, domination, etc. Everything between us as a married couple has gone extremely well, and we are both enjoying discovering another side of our sex lives with each other, and I have been feeling more deeply physically and emotionally connected to her and have loved discovering this new side of her. However... One of the things she brought up multiple times is her interest in a stag vixen or hot wife situation. She has clearly expressed an interest in both an MFM threesome and a situation where she has a guy on the side that she goes and has sex with uh, to do stuff that, quote, I can't do for her, unquote, and then returns home for me to, quote, reclaim her per stag slash vixen, which is a thing we will have to look up. She has already started talking to someone from a dating app who is older than me and more experienced in what she wants. She has already explained our situation to this person and she is inter- and that she is interested in exploring. She has also expressed interest in me seeing other women to get more varied sexual experience. I believe the problem, and the reason for this post, lies with me. She was the first person I ever had sex with, but she has had several more relationships and sexual partners than me, including a very casual friends with benefits situation. I am having a massive internal conflict in deciding whether or not to approve of the stag vixen situation because I have an emotional attachment both to her and sex in general while she sees sex as just another, quote, extracurricular activity. Similar to going out with friends uh, at night for dinner, etc. I feel like I am fighting against my morals and values and will be going against every fiber of my being in order to make her happy. I am very scared that telling her that I am not or will not ever be comfortable with this will cause resentment. And she is very confident and headstrong person who doesn't stop working towards something until she gets what she wants. How do I go about getting over an emotional attachment to sex with my wife being my only sexual partner? How do I rationalize allowing her to have sex with another man in a dom sub situation when it literally makes me angry when I think about the act happening? How do I get over the fact that she is seeking someone to do for her what I supposedly can't even when I tell her that I want to grow with her and be able to be that person for her. 
I know this post is long and probably missing a few details, but any insight or help would be greatly appreciated. And that was posted by K Discovery. Oh, oh boy. Oh no. Okay, bef- before we get into it, what what is Stag slash Vixen? Okay, okay, okay. Here it comes. Stag Vixen. Okay. Oh, metro.co.uk, which is a news source that I trust to some degree. Uh, Stag Vixen sex is super popular. What is it, and how is it different from cuckolding? Okay, so we know what cuckolding is, and that it's a popular fetish. In the past, we've told you all about uh, a predilection for being humiliated by watching your partner have sex with someone else. Uh, Mm -hmm. But now there's another sex craze referred to as stags and vixens, which also involves watching your partner have sex with another person. Generally speaking, that's a female partner having sex with other men. So what's the difference? Well, in cuckolding, the person watching is being humiliated. Often it'll be a younger, more conventionally attractive or better endowed man who's having sex with a partner. Uh, in cuckolding, the cuck doesn't want to join in. Cuck might be involved in foreplay or forced to give the other man a blowjob, but he's not invited in. That would ruin the fantasy. In the case of stags and vixens, there isn't the same element of humiliation. The man, stag, who would, in cuckolding, be the cuck, instead enjoys watching the other half getting sexual gratification from other men. Uh, Stags and vixens don't preclude the man being involved. Uh, Couples who practice stag and vixen fantasies are not automatically polyamorous or open. Uh, Lots of stags and vixens would consider it cheating if their partner had sexual contact without someone with someone else without discussing it first. That's kind of, that's kind of the difference there. It sounds to me like any kind of situation where, uh, this per, this specific man's wife is having sex with someone else. That would be cucking. I don't think that he's, he's not, uh, emotionally secure enough, uh, with this situation to, uh, to really enjoy it. I don't think, I think he's going to fucking hate this. Oh, definitely not. Um, I I will say in a a recent episode, we had kind of this distinction. So this seems like it's similar or the same to the hot wifing we talked about. The difference being that humiliation versus like almost pride aspect to it. Right. Um, But yeah, fucking fucking definitely not. (laughs) Yes. I, I feel like, I feel like this guy, so they started talking about kinks and all these things. And I feel like the wife here like doesn't realize that this would really fuck with like a lot of people. I don't think she realizes that this is like actively giving him all this anxiety. She's just kind of expressing, you know, her, her, your fantasies, interests here. And, and that's cool. It's not, you know, a wrong conversation to have. Um, this gets bad where, where she's, she's already hunting it down. They haven't agreed to this, but she's already talking to guys and like getting the fucking ball rolling. And, you know, there was no agreement here. It doesn't seem like there's been any conversation about like, what are the potential consequences of this? Like, how do, how do you, you know, how does the husband here feel about this? Right. And, and that's a fucking problem. And the fact that on top of that, like, he's clearly 100% not down. Right. But instead of his phrasing be like, how do I communicate? I end this. He's like, how do I rationalize allowing yeah. her to do this? Like, how do yeah. I change, like, who, what I am into to make this work? And that's the wrong end. You don't have to do that shit. You yeah, don't. You don't have right. to do this at all. Nobody ever has to do something they're not comfortable with in a relationship. Period. Yeah, and 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 this is clearly very fucking uncomfortable for you. And I understand, like, okay, you want to accommodate like your partner's fantasies and all that, but there's fucking hard lines in those things. You know, yep. you can't. There's some things you're just not down for, and there's a line there, and that line is here. 
So yeah. you 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 can't rationalize this, you know. I don't I think most people honestly would not be into this, despite the news article calling it a craze. I, mm-hmm. I feel like you know this is this would this is a pretty um, a fetish for probably a minority of people by by like a long shot. And if she is so into this that she is like really pushing for it, and you are a hundred percent not, I mean, there is a big incompatibility here. Yeah. And so what you got to do is communicate, I am not into this for this reasons, I see this, you know, causing issues that could fuck up our marriage, you know, communicating all these things to her um, so that she understands that, like, this this isn't an option that you can do and, and keep right. your marriage intact here. Um, hopefully that conversation would be all right and you could be like, how can we work this, you know, how can we maybe fulfill this fantasy in some way that, like, doesn't actually involve another person or, like, just keep this in the realm of fantasy. Right. But the fact that... He's saying, too, that, like, she's very confident who, like, doesn't stop working towards something until she gets what she wants. Makes me feel like she might be kind of pushing him on this mm-hmm. and might not be listening to those concerns. And that's that's a big old red flag, man. This is bad fucking news. Absolutely. I absolutely think that's the case. Um, as sort of a last-ditch thing, as, like... Um... So she's steamrolling you entirely. You know, you voice your concerns, and she's like, nah, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. But, you know, fucking don't even worry about it. It'll be great. Um, Then I think maybe you give it a shot. Because sometimes... Uh... Okay. I'm just thinking in the context of of a marriage, right? You don't want to lose the marriage. You don't want to lose the relationship. If she completely fucking disregards your emotional state, which is fucked up and wrong of her to do if she does do that, um, and you just fucking go through with it because I feel like you, sometimes things like this you get into the situation and you're like actually that kind of ruled um, on a certain level but if it absolutely didn't then you voice those concerns again you'd be like listen like I gave it a shot and this fucking sucks what are we gonna what are we gonna do and maybe the answer is divorce maybe the answer is that she <laughs> fucking maybe the answer is that she uh, you know finally fucking listens to you like i'm just imagining a scenario where she just goes like nah fuck it it'll be fine like just shut up shut up you little piggy you love it you know like like i'm imagining where she just like you know shits all over him uh like i don't i think that this is kind of this is like advanced shit that she's trying to get him into and this is literally his first sexual partner and they like it sounds I like they had about like, that aspect. Yeah. It sounds like they've had like maybe two, three conversations about kinks, and he's like, Yeah, I want to fucking tie you up. Which, you know, in the kink world, that's you know, that's entry level. You're doing okay there, you know, in that true. That that direction is a good direction to go, but you know, you're not like you know, you're not going off the deep end there. It sounds like she wants you to fucking like swim <laughs> in the Olympic pool. When you just learn how to dog paddle, you know, uh, I, I do not think you can do that shit. It ain't, it ain't great. It ain't great at all. No, but I, I'm not saying that it's that it's an excellent situation for this guy to be in, and that he should be happy about it. Um, I'm just imagining a situation where she just fucking like blows you off and goes fucks this other dude, and then you have to decide, uh, was that a thing I can be cool with? And I'm guessing it's not. Which means you have to take the initiative and potentially end the relationship. Yep, fuck. Ooh, shit. That was a loud one. 
I'm saying I got to disagree. I'm saying 100. percent You you end this. If she goes to that full extent, you've communicated all these concerns. That's just fucking cheating. That's not fetish shit. That's just flat out fucking cheating. And I think if you try to have these conversations, I I, I would not like just give it a shot. If hit the point where she's like, uh, like we're definitely doing this, I I'd, I'd be fucking out, dude. I would walk out the door. I would rather end the relationship on those terms than like last ditched give this a shot have to witness this and fucking hate it and yeah. then you know and then bail do you know what i mean i like i yeah. you have to draw a line in the sand on this you have to communicate like how fucking much you are not on board with this um because again i mean she never mentions cuckolding or anything i the way she's phrasing this i feel like she's like no like he in this situation he's into it like she has this fantasy laid out and she's pushing ahead with that because in that context, like he's into it. Um, right. But you can't you can't force somebody to be into it. He's not going to fucking be into it. So you got to draw that line in the sand. And if she does not, if she doesn't respect that, and she's still pushing ahead on this, you gotta you gotta fucking bail out of this, man. That is bad news. That's not somebody you want to be with. Yeah, I think you make a very good point. Uh, I don't know. I was just imagining a scenario where. Uh, he's uh, just as pathetic as me and wants to cling on to this thing that he has. <laughs> don't, don't cling on to the things. Yeah. Don't fucking cling on to the things. All right. So it's direct communication time. You tell her, absolutely not. I'm not fucking doing it. I don't want to do it. And um, I, I hope it'll be good. I hope it's just her being overly optimistic. I mean, this is still shitty, but I, I hope it's just her, you know, just assuming, well, I'm into this. He's going to be into it and going on with it, not realizing that he is very much against this. So yeah. if it's that case and you communicate it, you know, and, and you really, you guys really are a good couple. She's being a supportive partner, you know, she'll steer away from it. It yeah. might become an issue down the line. Maybe this is something that's very important to her, but again, maybe you can find some way to accommodate that. But like, you absolutely cannot just roll the fucking dice and see what happens. You will lose mm-hmm. your goddamn mind. This yeah. relationship will fall apart. It's the first person you've had sex with. Yeah, it's like you said. You yeah. can't jump into the fucking Olympic pool with this shit. Yeah, hard fucking line, dude. Do not, do not do it. All right, all right. I, I take, I take your point. Ah oh, man, I f- this I f- sucks. I feel, I f- I f- just imagine you lose your virginity to somebody. It's the first sex you've ever had, and they're like, "Okay, oh, <laughs> like, okay, I'm gonna go fuck other people now." And like, you're gonna, it's gonna be great. Like, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm picturing like this sheltered kind of. Uh, he was like a Christian dude. He grew up on like the farm and <laughs> shit. <laughs> and he's just been he's being thrown in the Olympic pool. Oh, that's yeah. it's sad, it's man. So, I don't want that so to happen difficult. to this dude. Yeah. No, no. Don't let don't don't fucking stand up for yourself. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I want a world. I I do want a world, and I I don't fit into this world that I'm that I'm about to describe. I want a world where people can just have sex. And it's not like a huge, huge deal. You know what I mean? That it can, there can be important, profound uh, uh, revelations that you have about yourself and with another person while you're having sex. But I want that to be uh, like because I've I've read some books, man. Like because I've had I've had women I've had I've had woman I've had women try <laughs> to. Um, uh, I feel like the you know I've had partners that were like. All right, we, we we you know I identify as polyamorous. Uh, let's do some polyamory, and I've read some books to try to get okay with it. And I understand the arguments for polyamory and the arguments against monogamy, like 
It's a patriarchal institution. Uh, in our society, we rely too much on our romantic partners in order to be our entire emotional support network, and that's too much to put on a person. I understand these arguments. It is so fucking difficult. I can't, like, it's so difficult for me. Some people, it's very easy and very casual for them. And I want, I would like there to be a world where that can be available to me, but I don't think it is. No, I, I don't I think I can that. do it. I'm this, I don't think I can do I'm it. The same I want way. it, but I don't think I can do it. I'm the same way. Rationally, I can, rationally, I can understand this, be fine with it. And honestly, like in a situation where a relationship began like this and I wasn't like intensely into this person, I don't know. I, that, that wouldn't bother me in particularly. You're both switched around parties and shit. I don't know. But if I, if I am like full on in love with somebody, there is that fucking gut emotional feeling there. And there's yeah. no context where I'd be cool with this. Like I would rather just end it than like, than try to do this like I, you just know that about yourself again rationally I, I fucking get it but I, me and I think a lot of people in general you know even if it's just something wired into you and it is you know ultimately some sort of societal construct uh, I, that gut feeling is going to fuck everything up like the, the, the strong emotions there it's not going to be able to deal with this and don't, don't fucking take that risk um, when you're in love with somebody here like you want to do things for them but that's this seems like way too fucking much, especially for this guy. I am going to let user Jordan Nicole have the last word on this. It's the, the top-rated comment in the thread. Please don't agree to it if you're not comfortable. It would destroy you and your marriage if you agree to it just because you feel obligated and want to make her happy, even if it makes you unhappy. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, making her happy is not going to... will not fix everything here. You are a component of this relationship, too, my dude. And you've that's had a, sex with one person. We got we got to move out of here. But this is just <laughs> fucking blowing my mind, dude. This yeah, poor that's motherfucker. A, that's a really good point that you make that uh, often I miss in my own uh, romantic relationships. You are a part of this too. <laughs> I often minimize my uh, my emotional needs uh, for the needs of my partner. I find that I do it's fifty percent of the equation, my dude. It's fifty yeah. percent of the equation. Otherwise, I'll go. I'll go thirty. I'll good. let them. I'll let them have seventy. I'll go thirty. I'll go 30. No, no, <laughs> no, no 30, no 30. Yes. Question box. What do you say? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Yeah. All right. Well, fuck. Yeah. It's anonymous question box time. And, uh, we got, we got fucking five in here this week. How's that? Woo! Have you? I fucking like buy the short and curlies. That's how it grabs yeah. me. <laughs> Wonderful. Grabbed, grabbed with conviction. <laughs> uh, we got a couple, got a couple proper questions in here and we got a couple uh, little comments. I'm going to start with one listener comment. That's uh, addressed to me. This one is to Donovan. Not much of a question, but I think you're an amazing person and I feel lucky to be called your friend uh, from a friend, Emma. Thank you. That was a, that was a nice thing to write. Emma put two little questions in there, like like she's not a hundred percent sure she's your friend. You want to lay that controversy to rest real quick? I don't know what I don't know what's with the question marks. Definitely, definitely a friend. Maybe she's trying to make it a question because it's the question box. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Let me let and- me take the nice compliment here, Arthur. It was a very sweet thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got I got one. I got one. I'm going to read here. Check this out. All right. D- Dearest Art and Don, I do not prefer Art. I prefer Arthur, but 
you know, I'll let you slide this time. He prefers Artie. Fuck you. Uh, so, dearest Art and Don, another P question here. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. I should say P, not Aspie, like Asperger people, but P question. Uh, do either of you have any experience with using a BHA, boner hiding apparatus? There's a... There's a little story here that I'm going to read. It's a it's a 4chan post. It's a green text, if anyone's familiar with that is. Uh, it goes like this. B17, at party, super drunk. Girl that I know likes me is there. We start dancing and grinding. She asked me to come upstairs. Not thinking, sure, why not? Get in a room. She pulls down my pants. Forget I still had my boner hiding apparatus on from school. She sees it, runs downstairs, Tells everyone at school, fuck my life. Now, there's a question immediately following that. A what? Explain. Uh, OP says, a tampon put into my anus with the string tied around my penis. It keeps it from sticking up. (laughs) So now that we know what a boner hiding apparatus is, how do I tell my family and potential significant others that I am into this? Is it safe? What precautions can I take? Is it possible to engage in ASP activities while utilizing a boner hiding apparatus? Help! <laughs> just flip, just flip it into your waistband. The fucking the super bad. Right. Move. Why That's is this I your thought. first decision? <laughs> That's what I thought a BHA was. Was like a particularly uh, stiff waistband on your fucking drawers. Yeah, I, I feel like that would work potentially better than this. Why? Why does your mind go to, we're going to put some cotton with the string attached in my asshole and then, like, tie it around the tip, you know? I feel like the the cotton's going to slip out. I, I don't know how strong that string right, is. I, right. haven't, I haven't to used ear- too many tampons. To earnestly engage with this question, is it safe? Probably not, because a dry cotton will dry to the inside of your rectum, and when you go to pull it out, you could fucking damage yourself. So don't fucking oh, do that. Oh, definitely. So don't do that. Um... So I don't think it is safe. Uh, I don't think there are precautions you should take. Don't use a BHA. Thank, <laughs> thank you for putting this in the box, though. Now that I know what a BHA is, I'll never forget until I die. Thanks. <laughs> okay, finally, is it possible to engage in ASP activities while utilizing a BHA? If you are in a situation where you are peeing in somebody's ass, why would you need to hide your, hide your boner? It's yeah. not a sneaky, there's Present- no sneaky way to piss in a butt. Present your boner if you're you, exactly if you're, yeah. There, there's there's no use hiding at that point. It's gonna fuck up the trajectory. It's probably gonna kink your hose and fuck up the stream <laughs> there too. Detach your boner hiding apparatus. Detach your BSA. As Arthur said, maybe get a speculum involved and uh, right. just launch away. At that point, you're not hiding anything from this person. It's time <laughs> to let it all out there. If you're using a BHA, just get a chastity cage. It's the same shit. There it accomplishes go. a similar goal without damaging your rectum. Yeah, it's like a that's like a very janky chastity belt. Sucks. It is. It is. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad we have had uh, installment four of the ASP now quadrilogy, <laughs> and uh, I look forward to whoever is fucking doing this, uh, continuing <laughs> us to update on your on your journey into self fulfillment. Oh man, I bet it's somebody we know pretty well too. This is gonna. 
This is great. I, I fucking bet. All right, there's self-fulfillment and uh, ass-fulfillment because they're fulfilling the ass with, uh, with their pee. <laughs> okay, real question, real question. My friend just proposed to his girlfriend. The issue with this is that while she's a great girl and he seems very happy, she is also a friend of mine. She was happily married less than eight months ago, and the ink isn't even dry on her divorce yet. And they have been dating for just a few months themselves. She moved out of her wife's house and into his. No matter what I say, he is going to do this. So my question is, do I walk away from this impending train wreck or watch it crash and burn? You got to rub your hands together sinisterly like you're making a Play-Doh snake and watch the fucking flames. Like, you got to stick around. You got to be there for your friends, right? They're your friends. And if they're going to do something uh, potentially catastrophically stupid and you can't dissuade them from that uh, path, you got to stick around. You got to maybe try to pick up the pieces. Um, Though you will probably get picked up by one of them in the divorce settlement. Try to ingratiate yourself to the one you like better. There you go. No, you can, you can at least take a swing at talking at him too. This is sure, comically sure. chaotic. Yeah, dude. He, he proposed to her. Okay, so he proposed to her. She got divorced eight months ago. They've only been dating for a few months. And okay, so she was married to a woman before. Yeah, it's a bisexual. I, just, I don't really know if that is too meaningful here. I think it would. I think it would hold regardless. Right. Um, I don't know. That that is another aspect in this. Um, this is bad hose, news, if you will. Another kink in the another kink in the pee hose. Nah, man, this is this is bad news. You you just even if they aren't going to listen, like at least try to talk some sense into them. This is fucking yeah. wild. You know this is going to go badly. You know, lay out these fucking concerns to them. You don't even have to say break up with this person, but don't fucking get married. You know, a few months into the relationship from this recently divorced woman, you you guys both got some feelings to work out. Totally and, fair. Uh, if you can't talk him out of it, that yeah, I'm with Arthur here. Stick around to support him because this fucking shit is going to crash and burn. It's going to be real bad. And yeah. you know, you care about this friend of theirs. Be be there to fucking help him out. And hopefully, they learn a fucking lesson from this. True. Hey, Dono. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Another serious question. Do you think Pete Buttigieg is a top or a bottom? Oh, very serious. Very serious. Okay. I feel like I he's more wanna... of a middle. Yeah, he might be a switch. Like, I don't want to get too uh, shitty because this can kind of be like a shitty thing to talk about with with uh, homosexual men. Um, but I think based on his his will to power that he wants to be president, that reads as a top to me. I was making a shitty centrism joke because he. Oh shit yeah, yep, true that, true that. Uh, I saw a thing the other day that said that Pete Buttigieg is uh, what it would be like. If the Bank of America pride float was a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I didn't know he was gay, though. Before, yeah, before going to this, I, th- I, I thought this was like a BDSM question. Uh, I, I, I maintain my, my switch position. I feel like besides the centrism joke, you know, if, if you're one of these just kind of shit libs who is, you know, oh, promoting gay rights and, and, and stuff that is good and obviously, like, essential to support, but also that's getting in the realm of societally acceptable to the degree that, you know, all these fucking corporations change their logos to the pride flag right. and is ultimately a meaningless gesture from folks like this. 
you know, even though this dude is gay, he is in that same like political power structure, you know, that is ultimately just influenced by big fucking corporations and is garbage and really holds no convictions other than, you know, creating more wealth for themselves. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like he'd be a switch, whichever, whichever is going to be the most financially and like power viable here. (laughs) Sure. My man has no fucking convictions. So I don't, I don't think he would choose. Fuck yeah, dude. Very nuanced. I'm actually looking forward to uh, Radio Free Topag's election coverage as it as it evolves. <laughs> yeah, we'll just get relationship questions about all of the uh, uh, all of the primary candidates, and uh, that, that could be a thing. That could be a thing. We'll need Finch be. on here for that. Oh yeah, we'll have to get uh, uh, our political and, correspondent. Yeah, we'll have to get Charlotte back too. Uh, everybody, there we go. That we've had on with the Middle Tennessee DSA. There we go. Our, our political correspondent couple. It'll be it'll be great. Oh, that's perfect for the relationship aspect of the show. That's dope. That's really there cool. There we go. We definitely do ties that. it into a neat little bow. All right. We'll, we'll keep you cool. updated, folks. Final final question box question here. And, uh, okay, this one is actually a real one. Uh, why is it considered rude to turn someone down because you'd rather build a friendship with someone before starting a romantic relationship? Okay. The way that you phrase this is a little loaded. Yes, I like I don't consider it rude to turn someone down because you'd rather build a friendship with someone before starting a romantic relationship. Uh, no, though, not at all. though, um, that sort of sentiment does not particularly build well into my conceptualization of how relationships begin. I'm I'm of a mind that so okay, you meet somebody right uh, at some mm-hmm. function, right? I think that you should at earliest convenience if like you're interested in in dating someone you should express that um sooner rather than later so that you don't uh create kind of like cuz the friendship the friend zone is bullshit because if you are uh if you want to date somebody you're putting them into the girlfriend zone right yes um so there's you know it's about creating expectations for another person which um you know sucks but if you want to date somebody, let them know sooner rather than later so that you don't create sort of a friendship rhythm in your relationship. You immediately go to like, a, okay, we're, I want to be on a romantic footing with you. Is that cool? Uh, if that person then goes, no, that's not cool. Um, I want to take it slower than that. Then that's like a conversation that you got to have. It's not rude. Um, it just, you know, runs somewhat contrary to my conceptualization of how I would start a relationship. Yeah, and I think most people. It's just against the typical flow of how these things work. Um, but if that's how you because work, yeah, it's how you work. Like, go. Yeah, and, but I think that's the. I think that is the path for most for most people. Um, because yeah, okay. So you're this person. You want to build the friendship with this person, but like maybe you want to date them. If you have like just met them and you don't make those, hey, like I want to date you down the line. Intentions clear. Their their reaction, if they're you know a rational fucking person here, is going to be like, oh, okay, cool, this person wants to be friends, and you, you might not be on their radar anymore. They might, right. I think, pretty likely that that's kind of active disinterest, uh, be off you know seeing other people and shit because they assume you know you you just want a friendship here. Yeah. So if you you know want like this romantic potential with people, I think you got to put that intention up front, even if that means you know you're not trying to go straight to having sex or like kissing each other or doing anything like that. I think the intention needs to be there. Like if you want to 
if you want to keep yourself in, in kind of their romance radar there, eh, that's, a, that's a fun term. I like um, But also, this is, yeah, not rude, just contrary to the, the normal flow of things, but th- this is what dating is for. Just go out and do, I mean, dating is ultimately just, you know, doing kind of friendly things and, and talking to each other to see if the relationship potential exists, to see if you mesh. Right. Um, so just do that. Don't feel like, you know, you're rushed. You don't have to be like, Hey, so you like you down to date? Okay, cool. Like, let's go straight into dating thing. Or like, you want to be in a relationship? Let's go straight to relationship things. Just take it slow. It seems like ultimately that that's what you want to do. I think so. So, but well, why is it considered rude? Perhaps by some people because they uh, lack the emotional maturity to handle rejection. Bingo. <laughs> bingo. Yeah, it, it's not rude. They're just they're just little sad babies. Well, good times, folks. Thanks for sending in uh, all the uh, all the questions this week. My uh, my carrot in front of the listeners, Arthur, was uh, sending a nice picture of my sparkly ass nails. Ooh. I, uh, painted my fingernails for the first time. I've been doing my toenails for a while, and uh, I'm into it. I'm gonna have to pick up some more, try some different colors and shit. This, this is a good time. Fuck yeah, a little bit Somebody... of transgression in your day. That's bad as hell. We're we're into it. We're into it. Gender norms could fuck off. You can coordinate with it with your clothes and shit. I like I like the clash between like I got a mustache. I'm a pretty big dude. I just dress pretty neutrally, but like also I got some sparkly ass fingers. That's pretty. I'm into it. That's the That's aesthetic we're chasing right now. That's very tight. I like it. Yeah. Well, so I- if you folks keep submitting questions, maybe I'll keep updating you with uh with what kind of nail polish I got next. <laughs> uh okay. I'm a little I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this one. What's that? Embarrassing. Is my 34 husband <laughs> addicted to prostate massage? Self prostate massage, specifically. Uh, I, 37, feel like we have a sexless marriage. Me and my husband have been married for three years and together for four years. About two months ago, he bought himself a prostate massage toy that he uses to relieve prostate pain. And since then, our sex life is barely existent, more so than before. We used to have sex maybe one or two times a month, and now it's more like one time a month if I initiate it. I hate being turned down all the time, but the one time a month, and I am uh, turned down all the time but the one time a month, and I'm starting to resent him. I don't feel sexy, wanted, or desired in this marriage. He used to tell me I was beautiful, pretty, sexy, and over the past few months, he does not say anything like this. I don't know what to think. Is he cheating, addicted to his toy, or just not attracted to me? Am I overthinking this? Please help. And that was posted by Sammy Lolo. Lolo Lolo. In- interesting. Out out the gate, I don't think he's just doesn't strike me particularly as like a cheaty situation. No. And I don't think losing attraction to your partner typically results in you, you know, pushing the uh pushing the male love button a whole bunch. Sure. I feel like you'd see more of just kind of a, a distance. You wouldn't be like you wouldn't see him doing this all the time because there's clearly still some kind of sex drive here. Maybe, maybe he's realized the prostate massage rules, and uh, right. He maybe he's a little embarrassed or doesn't understand like you know you can involve a partner in that, and so hasn't yeah. brought himself to to ask you to peg him, and he's yeah. having this good old prostate time. It's his his kind of libido is just just low because he's you know he's spending so much time with his his other wife. His, his prostate. <laughs> you got to get up in that dirt button, is what we're saying. You got to go attack the anus. 
uh, and I think I think you're gonna have a good time, and I think it's gonna make you feel powerful and sexy to uh, beat the shit out of your husband's walnut. I think he's gonna love that, <laughs> and I think you're gonna love it too. No, definitely. This is this is an activity you can get your partner in. You got to sit down and have a talk about this. And assuming you are willing to do this, you know, be like, hey, let me, you know, I, I can give this a try. I can operate the uh, the prostate curved dildo, you know, right. maybe maybe get a strap on involved there. Um, but just fig- figure out figure out how to get yourself uh, involved, offer kind of show him that, like, again, if you're cool with this, show him that, you know. That's okay. He's got nothing to be embarrassed about here. You just, you know, you want to be part of it. You want to keep your sex- sexual relationship going. Um, but also see if anything else is going on. Because this still, this still is strange that he would completely fall off, go to this, and, like, not really even say anything to you about it. Because he, he has to know that your sex life is, is dwindling. Right. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, user vodka philosophy says first off if he's having prostate pain and hasn't had it checked by a doctor or if he did and it's getting worse he should do that first if he's having prostate issues it can impact his ability to get erections which may be causing the decline in your sex life so health issues need to be discussed first as for being addicted to the toy I'm not a guy but I've heard prostate orgasms are really intense so maybe he is ask him if he's open to using the toy on himself or letting you use it on him during sex let him know you're cool with him enjoying anal play if you are okay with it, of course. If not, I don't know, he says. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I didn't know that aspect. I think that's that's definitely a potential explanation yeah. for why he would be getting dropped off here. But so check check on that too. You know, ask if that the prostate pain has gotten worse. Ask if, you know, he's been feeling like he can't get erections or something recently. Again, maybe he's just like embarrassed about that. And a lot of people get stressed out about medical things and kind of just try to hide it as opposed to, you know, seeking out help, seeking out help from a fucking doctor. So encourage him to do that. Talk about it a little bit more. And yeah, if you're into it, fucking fucking take a swing. Arthur, you ever, you ever, you ever do the, uh, the prostate massage? I have, I have a, uh, let's see, a mere 10 feet away from me, uh, tucked neatly in a drawer is a tool that I have named Eduardo. And Eduardo uh, is good at beating up the walnut. I, unfortunately, uh, I am something of a man of size uh, in these in these years uh, that I live in currently. And uh, I got a hard time. It's like butt play got harder when I got kind of fat. <laughs> like I can't reach around oh, there so no. good no more, which sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad. It's one of the reasons I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> there you um, go. That's a good weight mo- lose weight motivator. It is. Get access it is. to that walnut. I, I haven't had a a full on prostate orgasm, but it is great. Like when you're beating up your like, I'm trying to think of another fun word for it. Walnut. I keep coming to. Uh, the speed yeah. bag. The speed bag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you're working the speed bag, it's a good ass time. I like that it's gradually been revealed within like ten feet of your recording setup. So far, you have a sexy man thong. That's true. Yeah, prostate massager. I'm gonna guess yep. the $200 blowjob robot is also in yep. the vicinity. Same, it's in that same drawer. There's uh, a penis pump, a bunch of rope, some Velcro. Like I'm set up over here. I got it good. <laughs> good, good times. Good times. <laughs> Everybody knows that I'm a sex pervert now. <laughs> I think suspicions existed based on the <laughs> 64 true. episodes and the things that we've talked about. <laughs> 
probably true. Well, well, good times here. Uh, we got time for we got time for one more. Yeah, I think we got time for one more. All right, cool. Because uh, I just found out my 18M girlfriend, 19F, still talks to her friend with friend with benefits, uh, including sexual comments. Hey guys, I need some advice. Yeah, you do. So I just found out about this guy she was friends with benefits with like three years ago. He was her best friend before they started having sex, like twice, and they cared about each other a lot. Fast forward to today, seven months after being in a relationship, she still texts him. I found out because I saw the questionable texts on her phone after she told me about him and how she liked him before, but she never told me what happened between them. I felt like there had to be more to the story. What's bothering me is that they have sexual comments and jokes about each other. I'm not really sure what to call it, but here's some examples. So he's training to be a pilot, and during a conversation he told her, maybe you can be my cockpit. Gross. Jesus Christ. Another one. He said something along the lines of, my dick isn't good enough for you anymore. Which I think he's referring to how she now has a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, good fucking work there, Sherlock. <laughs> she replied... But I have to specify that your dick is good. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Before I found out, she lied to me, saying that nothing happened between them. She says that she's used to talking to him like that, and she finds it funny. She also admitted that if they met in real life, it would be dangerous because they would be tempted to bang. Oh, my God. When she saw me reading the text, she was pretty panicked. She wouldn't hug me when I tried to comfort her, but eventually she relaxed. She did try to snatch the. F- she did not try to snatch the phone away. Apparently, she didn't tell me because she didn't know how to. I know about her bad experiences with other people, but this wasn't one of them, and she was afraid I'd put this in the same box. This is the next morning, and I'm pretty hurt about this. I took it all very well yesterday and forgave her straight away, but I feel like shit now. She's been texting him like that while she's been with me. Like what the fuck? Like what the? Anyway, fuck? she promised she won't and doesn't uh, meet him or text him like that anymore. They still text once in a while to catch up, though. I don't know whether to believe her on this or any other thing anymore. I can tell when she's lying me. I can't tell when she's lying to me and when she's telling the truth. Every time she tells me something, I think, is this the truth? Am I overreacting or what? I don't know if I should be this hurt. I feel like she cheated on me. Is it okay to think like that? Any advice would be welcome. Sorry if the writing is messy. That's my head and emotions right now. Frowny face. And that was posted by Ouch My Back Shit. <laughs> ouch My Back Shit. I think it's like Ouch My Back Shit. Ah, uh, there we go. Okay. Well, um, that's bad. This is all very bad. We've, uh, yep. we've, we've spent a lot of time on the show talking about uh, like the sort of degrees and gradients of cheating. Uh, and typically it's something along the lines of like a guy looking at a premium snap or being a reply guy on Instagram models. But this is legitimately one partner in a relationship uh, still maintaining some level of sexual titillation with somebody that she had had sex with in the past. Now, I don't think that this is automatically a really bad thing, but there are certain aspects to this that lead me to believe that it is pretty bad. For example... The biggest one, she admitted that if they met in real life, it would be dangerous because they would be tempted to bang. If this was all like, if, 
if this was like a harmless thing, there wouldn't be a temptation there. She would be like, yeah. well, you know, I got a fucking boyfriend, so, you know, sorry. But we're going to joke about how good your dick is. I th- like I don't think that's the problem. I think it's that there there is this edge of temptation and and her I think she, I think she wants him. I think she wants this guy. Yeah, I I get this I get the same impression here. And I I understand like I wouldn't automatically air horn this one. Right. Even though this is this is this is definitely wrong. Um but but I can understand you've only been dating for a little bit. I I have friends like this, people I've hooked up with in the past, and your conversation just gets sexual sometimes cuz like that's something you had together. Yeah, you and when that you're out of a relationship, and, yeah. that's harmless. It's just kind of flirting. It's just almost just jokes you're making. So I could see, you know, you haven't been dating for a while. You get into a relationship. I can see like not realizing that that is not cool when you're in a relationship. And because it's just such a normalized thing, that's just how you talk. But you're like, oh, you know, this person, for whatever reason, like we're not seeing each other. The point I'm getting at is I, I can see how like she would not think this is that big of a deal. I can see how it becomes kind of normalized. Um, but it is. It is a fucking big deal. You you know, if you're in this monogamous relationship, you got to be faithful to your partner here. And, and that includes, you know, emotional cheating and talking about, you know, sexual experiences between you and, you know, this former friend with benefits of yours. Like that that does cross a line, particularly because it, it makes your boyfriend here feel bad. So yeah. uh, hopefully she has the realization. It seems like she has. Um that's not a good thing to be doing. It's not an appropriate thing to be doing. And and again, it's it's understandable. Like everybody in a relationship is sexually attracted to other people, I would say. Right. At least a little bit. You find people hot, you know, and that's cool. It's just you can't you can't be engaging with that. It's it's a dangerous game. It's unfair to your partner. And uh Yeah, it just don't don't be doing that. Yeah. Don't do what this girl has been doing. Um like, cause I, I've, I have people in my life that it's interesting that I've never had sex with, but that things get pretty sexual in terms of like the topics and, you know, and there's, there's jokes involved. Um, I think that it would be different if I had ever had sex with those people. Mm-hmm. I think that it would, there would be like a different edge to that. I don't know. It's. It's weird. This is a weird one. Um, so what should, what what's this guy gonna do? Like, how do you, what do you what do you think he does from here? Because uh, the you know this is sort of where infidelity really hurts. Like you know the act of them doing that is one thing. It's the uh, shattering of the trust. Every time she tells me something, I think is this the truth? No, exactly. So I'd be looking out for, and it seems like she's recognized as an issue and, and has changed. She's got to rebuild the trust here. So you got to have the conversation like, hey, this isn't cool. You know, but also you don't want to be like, cut. The, if this is an important friend to her, you can't just cut that person out of her life entirely. You know, it is, it, it is uncomfortable, but some people have close friends they've had sex with, and like they're not just going to kill that relationship uh, on account of that fact. Right. So she's got to communicate to this other dude, like, "Hey, we can still be friends and all, but like, I'm dating somebody. We can't, we can't talk about this shit anymore." And if that guy's cool with that, uh, okay, good. You can maintain that friendship. But if this dude after that is still there, still trying to push this shit, that's where it becomes bad news. That's where that guy is no longer respecting her boundaries, and then she would probably need to cut that person out of her life. Um, 
you know, at least until he fucking stops, you know, cuts that shit yeah. out. But isn't saying we're not going to talk about this anymore going to make you want to talk about it more? <laughs> well, then, then there's a fucking problem of emotions there. Maybe she's into yeah. this fucking other guy. Maybe she should be Polly. Maybe she's more into this other guy. Who fucking knows? That's when like yeah. the big red flags come up. If there is like an actual emotional attachment there, that's a question the relationship situation. All right, fine. So, fucking uh, hot wife or, you know, just hot wife. With no. This no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no. But this is this is the sign you should be looking out for. If she can do that successfully and regain the trust, you're good, you know? And and this would be, like, my advice to her as well. If you're still talking to this guy and, like, that desire and kind of, like, attraction to this other dude is overshadowing your relationship, then, like, maybe don't be in this relationship. Sure. Or, you know, if you rationally know this is better, maybe fucking cut that person out because you know, you know that it's bad news. It's not an easy thing to do, but, like, you got to fucking adult up here and commit to this relationship or fucking don't. Sure. If there's one thing that I want everyone to take away from this particular question is that uh, we cannot start referring to vaginas as cockpits. We can't do that. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that. This dude's sense of humor is fucking terrible. Why are you talking (laughs) to this dumbass? Maybe you could be my cockpit no Woo-hoo! no <laughs> no cockpit oh, god jesus not into yeah, it not good not that's, hot that's not real hot that's real hot that's great don't like talk. it Fuck, hey hey baby are you a fucking triple seven three hundred because you got the largest pair of engines of uh by diameter of fan size of any airliner in history <laughs> It's a little, uh, it's a little plane you, knowledge for you. Just Get real, those GE nineties. Let me drop. Can you drop one more plane nerd thing? I just want to. I want to. I want to hear one more plane nerd thing. All right. Let me. Let me. Let me think of one. Let's see. Um, I hmm. can say that. Uh, hey, baby, are oh, you an SR seventy one Blackbird? Because it's the fastest I've gotten in the sack with anybody. <laughs> hey, baby, are you a A two twenty? Previously, the CS100 series regional jet, because you have the most comfortable interior uh, of any of the Ah! regional jets. (laughs) Spacious, great seats. There's a window in the bathroom. Cockpit's not great, but comfortable interior is very good. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Last plane nerd fact. That's a yeah. It's a cool regional jet that was just released recently. Delta started to fly them. It's my mission to get on one of those by the end of the year. They're supposed to be awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. Good to have goals. It is. That's what I strive for. Flying on okay. this particular fucking RJ. I have a new goal. I have a new goal. Do you are you ready for this? Let's see let's hear it. My goal is to inform our audience that our intro song is the song hanging on by the band Knower. And also to let them know that they can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. Good shit. And our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash The Hayfellows or search on Spotify. The Hayfellows. Three words. The Hayfellows. Search them. Do it! Folks, you fucking crushed it with uh, giving us a lot of material in the queue box. We love it. It's our favorite part of the show. Please keep that shit up. My absolute fucking highlight of my week when people write into us to fucking hear what we have to say. I love it. Me too, man. That's, That's the best. As I said, I can sh- I'll show you some more sparkly fingernails if you show us some more uh, sparkly questions. 
Uh, so we're recording this the night before uh, the 4th of July. So uh, make sure to celebrate our nation's birth by blowing up a small part of it with fireworks, <laughs> with fireworks, with fireworks. Yeah, good with fireworks. clarification. Good yeah. clarification. Uh, have a good time uh, trying to get uh, too fucked up and hungover. And definitely don't drive drunk. Don't do that. Yeah, and definitely don't blow your hand off with a uh, one of those M80 firecrackers. That's bad news. It's true. It's true. Well, hey, thanks for being with us. Had a great time. Always have a great time. And I love you. Thanks. Bye. Hey, uh, hey, Arthur. Yeah. Hey, hey, baby. Are you an F thirty five B? Wait, no, I think it's C. No, it's B. Uh, cause you can take off and land vertically as well as from a runway. You're, you're very versatile. Uh, unfortunately the budget for your program, uh, has ballooned horribly and you may not fulfill all the niches, uh, that the, the military needs. That's what, what I'm, what do you I'm looking for. That compliment. I'm looking for a lady with that VTOL. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> all right. More plain facts next week. See you later. <laughs>